This is Mark Brown um, reporting for Mental Health from the EcoWeb Symposium, um, which is the kind of final research findings day of a international um, young person's mental health app um, project. So I'm here with uh, Johnny Fontaine from uh, Ghent University in Belgium. So I, I, I've had the, um, the immense pleasure of just watching Johnny give a very, very detailed presentation about um, how we evaluate and describe and conceptualise what's called kind of emotional competency, because that was one element of the project, the, the app. Um, I feel like a lot of people at home might not quite know how to either conceptualise that or to kind of think about it. Um, could you help the people at home kind of understand the ideas of behind emotional competency and measuring it. Yeah, yeah. so one of the, the big challenges of the project was that we, we brought together very different uh, researchers and, 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 uh, and people from practice and academics who all work on emotional competencies but have a different understanding of what it is. Mm. And so what we really try to do in this project is to integrate this into one conceptual framework but also to, to try to understand how these different approaches link to one another. And you can compare this with, uh, to use a metaphor, with blind people uh, look or touching an, an elephant. Yeah, yeah. And, and some person will say, oh, uh, uh, it, it has uh, big legs. Yeah. And another person... Uh, Massive ears. Yeah. Yes, and so on. But they are all feeling the same animal. Yeah. But they don't know that they're all feeling this. They, they give totally different descriptions. So what we did is we, we looked at the, the different ways uh, people conceptualize and assess emotional competencies. And we then investigated how are they linked to one another. And then what you see is that there is a very nice structure that comes out. Basically, you can uh, conceptualize the, the domain of emotional competences by means of four dimensions. And so the first dimension is... Uh, having the feeling that you have control over your life and that, 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 that you can deal with difficult situations in your life, together with a tendency to feel positive and to feel happy. Uh, the second dimension is a real understanding dimension, understanding what is happening when you feel an emotion, understanding that if someone uh, is, is failing for a very important exam, what types of emotion that person might feel. Like, for instance, he, it was important, but the person didn't study enough, he feels guilty. Or uh, um, he did study very much, and then he could feel hopeless, uh, and so on. So understanding these emotional dynamics, um, and also being able to recognize emotions based on the face, based on, on, on yeah, the voice, uh, and so on. That's a second dimension, really the emotion understanding. Uh, of the domain. The third dimension, and that's maybe important to... to uh, th this was focused on young people, uh, age group 16 till 22. And what you see is for that age group, what is very important is uh, achieve well at school, achieve well at, at university, at, at college. Yeah. And, and that turns out to be the third dimension, is how do you, what is, how do you experience your achievement? Do you see an achievement situation as something that, that makes you joyful, uh, that, that you really want to do, that, that has purpose for you, or do you think it's something boring? Mm. And, and that also links with well-being. 
And then the last dimension is some kind of resilience dimension. It's uh, emotional competence. Competencies is not just thinking always, oh, life is nice and I feel happy. And mm. no, sometimes people do experience sad events. And, and it's a question of also being able to experience that sadness, not, not to, to push it away, but experience it. But without feeling yourself as a person uh, weak and hopeless and... and so it's 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 a let's say an emotional resilience uh, dimension. So what, why was this so important for this project particularly? Well, the the the, the, the strength of this is that we now have a, a better idea of how these different approaches work together, and because it's uh, we we are confronted with. Uh, and especially that age group, uh, we see that, that mental problems start to occur. And it's very important to try to intervene in, uh, in that age group in order to prevent uh, people developing real mental problems later on in life. Mm-hmm. And we have these different approaches, and they were talking next to one another. And now we can make them talk to one another, because we have now a coherent framework to do that. That sounds like a good thing. I think... One of the things that I often hear as, as a lay person is people talking about emotional intelligence. Now, in your kind of model and all the ways of thinking, emotional intelligence is an element rather than a specific thing. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily speak in terms of competence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- and let's say there's quite some debate on what is the best uh, way of formulating it. Is it an intelligence? Is it a competence? Um, I think what, is, what makes most sense is to, to reserve the word emotional intelligence for uh, knowing what is happening. And, and in this case, knowing, understanding how emotions function. But that's still something different from your own experiences. How do you feel it? Mm. And emotional competences have more to do with what do you typically feel, how do, how do you typically deal with your emotional situations. And it's not that some, and it's quite recognized, people sometimes know what is right, but it's not what they do. And, and I would say that's a bit the difference. Oh, well, yeah, tell me about it. That sounds like my entire life. Um, the, the, just, just a kind of final question. I, I feel like there's probably, in the, the, the wider world, there's quite a lot of debate about whether you know, emotional competency and emotional intelligence and um, mental ill health, um, mental health conditions, mental health difficulty, however you pronounce, you know, describe it. And there's quite a lot of debate about how those two things interact. Um, for the purpose of this study, what was the kind of relationship between, on one hand, emotional self-knowledge and all of the kind of things you discussed and what they were calling today caseness, you know, reaching the level mm-hmm. of, of being so unhappy that it is recognisably depression. Mm-hmm. Right? Is there a relationship with just teachers being bad at emotions and um, well, health? Well, what, what comes very clear out of the data is that people who have a sense of control over what is happening in their life and people who in generally tend to have positive emotions, and also people who, when sometimes in certain situations, it's normal to have negative emotions mm. and can have them, but 
without generalizing them to them as a person, yeah. that that is strongly related to depression and so on. Yeah. Excellent. I think that's probably a good point to leave it. But um, thank you for that, Johnny. That was a brilliant interview. Thank, thank you. Thank you.